Welcome to In Conversation with Lyndon Terracini, the podcast where we meet the extraordinary talents, both on stage and off, working at Opera Australia. These conversations were all originally filmed for our streaming service, OATV. You can find more online at tv.opera.org.au, as well as full productions and behind-the-scenes footage. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to OATV. And my very special guest today, Cavaliere Simon Mordant, OA. Cavaliere, welcome. Thank you, Lyndon. And um, I should explain that um, you've been knighted uh, by the Italian government um, with the Star of Italy. Thank you. Which is a fantastic thing. Well, you're a fellow knight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, look, I suppose the obvious question is, uh, you're a very, very successful investment banker, but you have this extraordinary, not only love for art, but commitment to it, and um, you've been unbelievably generous. So where does, firstly, where does this love of art come from, and um, what compels you to, to be so generous? I, I love to be around creative people. Mm. Whatever discipline it is, I love to be around people who are doing excellent things. And um, I came into the world with nothing. I don't believe in inheritance. And the only thing I inherited were the cufflinks that I wear. Um, I've always been clear with our son that he shouldn't expect inheritance. And I've done well in Australia. It was my adopted country. And I believe in trying to make a difference. Mm. And um, the arts were the natural place because I love visual arts. My wife particularly loves performing arts. Mm. And um, we've met some amazing people. Mm learned a huge amount and loved every moment of it. Mm -hmm. But did you have something, you know, in your childhood that, that was a spark for you um, gravitating to visual art? Or? There, there was no art at home. There was no music at home. There was no pictures at home. Um, it was a pretty middle-class mm. upbringing. My parents sent me to boarding school when I was seven, mm. um, which was quite normal in England and, and they obviously made big sacrifices for my education and I was the youngest in my year and when I arrived at high school um, there were no um, individual study rooms available so I got billeted with the head of the art department mm -hmm. and his family and through him, I fell in love with the arts. Uh -huh. And um, that was really where my journey began. Mm -hmm. I mean, you made an extraordinary commitment to the MCA in Sydney, and um, which is for the benefit not only of all Australians, but people from around the world come to enjoy the extraordinary building, but also uh, the art that's inside. So do you want to talk a little bit about... Um, how, what that process was like when you first thought of, you know, doing this to... to yeah, very interesting because last night was um, the celebration of my 10 years as chair. Mm. And there were a number of speeches and then I was asked to say some words. And I can remember going through the shell of the building in 1989. Um, someone took me through and I thought this was the most extraordinary thing for Sydney and um, an amazing location at Circular Quay no institution looking at contemporary art and they asked a thousand people 
to give $1,000. And I was one of the people that gave that $1,000, which was a lot of money for me in 1989. Mm -hmm. um, I never imagined that the journey would be over 30 years mm. and how much pleasure and fun that we would have with the people we met there. And when the plan was to redevelop the site, um, I was asked to chair the fundraising committee. And whilst I'd always believed in donating privately, um, because we wanted to be private people, mm. if you're asked to lead a campaign, you've got to show leadership. Mm. And so we, we did show leadership. We made a $5 million commitment conditional on the chairman matching it. So I, I believe in leverage and um, the chairman agreed to match it. We started the fundraising campaign. We had to raise $53 million. Um, it went extremely well to start with and then the financial crisis hit. Yeah. Um, the chairman went bust, so he couldn't meet his commitment. Um, a number of other donors were getting itchy feet with the financial crisis. And I, I could see this project that we'd spent five years um, ambitiously developing, evaporating. So I said to my wife, um, we need to make this happen or it's going to fall over. Um, and we tripled our donation to $15 million, mm. conditional on the state and federal government matching us. Mm. And um, we also put a six-week time limit on it because the other donors were getting anxious whether mm. this would proceed or not. And the state and federal government came in and matched us. Mm -hmm. And the rest is history. And last year, the museum was um, announced as the most visited contemporary art museum yeah. in the world, yeah. which That's is incredible. It is. But I mean, you know, you say this, and it seems very easy to say, well, I committed $15 million. But as you said, you know, even in 1989, $1,000 was a lot of money for you. And I'm sure $15 million for anyone is a very large amount of money. And um, so to make that commitment, um, did you have many sleepless nights about it? Yeah, <laughs> I've never um, spoken publicly, but when we made that commitment, we didn't have the money. Yeah. Um, I, I was confident that we would get the money, mm. um, but when we made the commitment, we didn't actually have the money. Mm. So it was a... Yeah, in terms of other wealthy people who make huge donations, we're not in that league. The donation was in that league, but we didn't actually have the money when we um, yeah. made the commitment. It's a fantastic thing. I mean, you've been on a number of boards, the ABC, uh, Short Time and Opera, Opera Australia board. How do you feel about um, the role of boards in Australia? Yeah, I, I think, firstly, you've got to be passionate about the cause. Mm. You're, you're volunteering, you're not being paid, um, you need to be passionate. If you're not passionate, don't do it. Mm. Um, secondly, I, I'm looking for an active board that respects management. Mm. So I've, I've never felt that our role is curatorial or to get involved in the programming. Mm. Um, our role is advocacy um, to help the management meet their ambitions. Um, I love working with ambitious management. I love working mm. with you at Opera Australia. And um, I'm looking for a management team that want to work with a board. Mm. 
and a board that wants to work with the management to be successful. Mm. And um, a lot of people have intellectual assistance that they can give arts companies. And they may not have the financial capability, but they have the intellectual capability. And yeah, I've done this all over the world and I love it, mm. absolutely love it. Yeah, I know you're involved with MoMA in New York and, um, and, and in Italy, of course, where uh, you spend a, a quite a bit of time now. Um, what's the connection to Italy? Um, I grew up in London and um, like most um, English people in the summer, you'd go away on holidays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so my parents used to go to Italy in the summer. Mm -hmm. I actually learned to swim in Italy as a three-year-old. Mm -hmm. um, I loved Italy, I loved the Italian people. Mm. And when we got married, I married an Australian girl. We um, had our honeymoon in Italy and we fell in love with a particular part of Italy mm. and um, a few years later we bought a house there. Uh -huh. it's, it's the, the things that you've done are wide-ranging. Um, as I said, you've been on the board of the ABC, Opera Australia, and everything you've done with the MCA and visual art all over the world. Um, is there any specific um, motivating premise that, come, that, 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 that you have that decides whether you'll accept a board p uh, position or...? Well, firstly, Katrina calls me octopus because <laughs> um, I'm not good at saying no. Yeah. And I love new challenges. Yeah. But the most important thing for me is the ambition of the management team and the belief in the institution mm -hmm. and the harmony of the board. You know, I have been on boards where um, the board's been disengaged mm. and I've been on boards where the management haven't wanted the support of the board, maybe because the board is disengaged and they're not fulfilling times, but um, where you get a partnership like Lizanne and I developed at the MCA where mm. I was very clear that I was there to help her meet her ambitions, then it's fantastic. Yeah. Just talking about the cultural life of Australia now, um, it's um, a difficult period for everyone. Um, all, all arts organisations have had a very difficult mm. time um, you know, trying to get through COVID. Um, have you got any suggestions or advice about what you think the way forward could be, specifically, I suppose, from uh, the government uh, and also from the business community? Yeah, well, I think um, government have been fantastic. The, the JobKeeper initiative has saved a number of companies. Mm. Um, when, when COVID hit, I think a lot of us were very anxious about um, whether key institutions would survive. So JobKeeper, firstly. Secondly, I think philanthropists have stepped up mm. because they've been very passionate to ensure a vibrant artistic community. The challenge has really been for the artists mm. and the performers because mm. you know, in some parts of the world, museums have been closed yep. for a year. Opera companies haven't been able to perform. Yeah. Um, and that's really difficult. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think the visual arts will probably come through stronger in the end. Mm. It'll, it'll be a painful couple of years. Um, but the art that's going to be made through COVID, I think, is going to be fantastic. Mm. So I'm actually quite excited. But I recognize the fragility of um, arts companies at mm. the moment. 
Yeah, look, as we know, it's been an incredibly difficult time for, for, for Opera Australia and for, for other opera companies. The Met is still closed in New York and it's, it's a very, very difficult time for everyone. But I think you're right. I mean, what, what usually happens in these times of, of um, crisis is that at the other end of it, there's some wonderful art that's made. Right. And, um, you know, obviously we're all looking forward to that. Um, look, I think it's been fairly well documented too that um, um, you had a, a health crisis when you uh, lost an extraordinary amount of weight, 70 kilos, I think. Um, I suppose that's symptomatic of your personality in that, you know, you decide to do something and no matter what the odds are or the obstacle, you, you're disciplined enough to do it. Was that a, a major part in, in your w incredible weight loss? I, I had never put health as a priority. Mm -hmm. um, so you, you go to a function, you go to the opera, you'd eat late, mm. you, you ate everything that was put in front of you. Mm. Um, I didn't have time for exercise because I get up at four in the morning to start my um, other life, my investment banking life. And exercise and diet had never been a priority. Mm. Um, I took a year sabbatical um, and during that year I knew I needed another challenge. Okay. And so I decided I'd try and lose 20 kilos. Um, I hadn't been into a shop to buy clothes. The only clothes that I could buy were socks and a tie. <laughs> I couldn't buy underpants, I couldn't buy a shirt, I couldn't buy a suit. Um, and that was frustrating, but mm. it, I just took it as an output of a busy life. Mm. Um, but with that opportunity to give myself a challenge, I thought, let's try and lose 20 kilos. And actually I lost in the year, I lost 70 kilos, and that was um, seven years ago, and I've kept it off. Yeah, so, um, that's phenomenal. But I reprogrammed my brain. It wasn't um, a diet. Mm. Um, you just have to, you have to change what, what has not been a priority to make it a mm -hmm. priority. And you mentioned getting up early, and I know you have a, well, you used to have, and I'm not sure whether you still do, a very different sleep pattern to other people in that you sleep you know, very few hours during the week, then on the weekend you'll sleep 15 hours. <laughs> do you still do that? Yeah, no, I still get up at three in the morning yeah. um, during the week. And um, when I'm in Sydney, because I love the arts so much, I'm out late in the evening, yeah. so I get maybe three and a half or four hours sleep mm. during the week, and then I catch up at weekends. And you find that that works for you? Yeah, it does work. That's a, it's extraordinary. And I don't use an alarm clock. So really? during the week, the body wakes me up, and during weekends, the body lets me sleep. That's amazing. Where do you see the future of, I suppose, and this is a difficult question to ask, but in terms of funding for the arts and uh, for the arts to, to flourish and blossom in Australia, how do you see that working? Well, I think it's got to be a partnership. It's got to be a partnership with government, but government shouldn't be the first place people call. Mm -hmm. It's got to be a partnership with philanthropists, it's got to be a partnership with corporate sponsors mm. and companies that manage to get that mix right um, should be very successful but it's mm. very competitive. Mm. Yeah. In crisis the demands on philanthropists have increased dramatically yeah. but um, it's in times of crisis that you have to step up. Yeah. Well, Simon, it's been wonderful talking to you today. Thank Thanks you for coming you. in for OATV. And uh, I know you're heading off to Italy again soon, so bon voyage, have a terrific flight. Grazie mille. 
And we'll, we look forward to seeing you again very soon. And I look forward to seeing the opera. Fantastic. Take Thank care. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to In Conversation with Lyndon Terracini. We hope you've enjoyed the chat and we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast. That way, you'll get each new episode as they're released. We also hope to see you in the theatre in the not-too-distant future. And you can stay up to date with all we've got going on at opera.org.au.